For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. The letters of the Bible. We're in the letter of the Corinthians, the first one. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua. As we go through this letter from Paul to the church at Corinth. We're going to be picking it up in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. But remember, last time Paul made sure the church knew Sothesthenes was a true worker for the kingdom of God. A lot of times what happens is that people that are really working for the kingdom of heaven are uh, talked against and uh, falsely spoken against by the brethren. And most of the time when that happens, it's by someone that's trying to cause trouble for the brethren who is not following the way Jesus showed us to do things. And then, of course, other people hear it, and then they take it also and believe it. But Paul got a letter, and this uh, Sothesnes was a believer, and a true believer, and he really loved the church of Corinth, and he was in charge of them. And But there was a problem, and that's what Paul is addressing. So the last time, Paul was making sure that the church knew that he was truly a servant of God, and don't think badly of Sothenes. Picking it up in verse 4. It says, Paul of course speaking, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Paul teaches the church how one receives grace and peace of God. The question is, how do we get favor from God? And this is a question directed at those that are not the elect. Meaning, if we are the sheep, it is because of Jesus the Messiah. So, let's read it again. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ or because of Jesus Christ. Which means, 
not just anyone receives the grace Paul is talking about. Paul said he thanks God for the believers in Corinth because God gave them the grace to have access to God. And they received that access because of what Jesus did. God will not give that access to everyone. That's the problem with the churches today. They don't understand that. Verse 5 says, Paul is continuing and he's explaining about the grace of God and what we receive because of Jesus that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterances and in all knowledge. And so this is saying why God gave us the grace because you are able to be one with God our Father, and you have changed. He makes you rich spiritually, which is the word enriched. Enriched means to be wealthy, in, in wealthy by him. By who? By God. You've changed. You're spiritually um opened now. You have eyes to see. He makes you rich spiritually in what you say and what you know to do because you know it's his will. So in utterances means what you're saying, the Spirit of God is showing you what to say. And in all knowledge, the word knowledge means to act you know what to do. So God is giving you the grace to say what he wants you to say, to do what he wants you to do. And you, This all came about through Jesus Christ and what he did. You see, Paul is letting the Church of Corinth know they should be thankful that they receive the grace of God. Not everybody does. In the next verses, Paul tells them they have passed the test, and Paul knows this because of what the church has done, the church in Corinth. So there is a test, and Paul's going to talk about it. And what does he say in verse 6? And it says, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that ye come behind in no gift. We're going to stop in that verse right there. Let's take a look at what Paul is saying. Paul tells them, the church at Corinth, that their church group receives the gifts from God, to do works for the kingdom. That's what the gift is. Then, the next part, that's the confirmation, you see. The confirmation is that they receive the gifts from God. Because if they weren't really connected, they didn't really believe in Jesus, they weren't part of the kingdom, then of course God would not give them gifts. 
And so the next part of seven says, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul says, you've passed the test, you received the gift from God, so we see that you do works for the kingdoms. Then Paul tells them they are doing these works while they wait for Jesus' return. We know Paul is referring to spiritual gifts because he uses the same word a little later in this letter explaining the gifts. Right now he's just kind of doing an overview of things. As he goes through the letter of Corinth, he's going to do um, an in-depth study of what he's been saying. So I want us to turn to and hold your place there at the beginning of uh, Corinth and go to uh, chapter 12. And I want us to read verse 4. And Paul says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. That's all you need to see. We're not going to go into the details that Paul's going to go into later until we get there. But you see, that's the word gift. It's the same one. He's talking about spiritual gifts, and you get that from the Spirit of God. So you've passed the test. It's been confirmed in you in verse 6 because you receive the spiritual gifts and do the works of the kingdom. And you can only do that if you're true believers. Another thing Paul is saying is their church there at Corinth has the gifts. Yes, you have the gifts. But so does other church groups in other places. In other words, other churches have the gifts and you do also. So we see that the church was having some false doctrine being taught that unless you were a part of the church in Corinth, you're not a Christian. Paul sets them straight. That's why he says that. He says that in verse 6, 7. So that ye come behind in no gift. Come behind who? Come behind other believers, other churches. Other churches get gifts, and you're just as good as they are, meaning there are other churches. You're not the only one. So Paul sets them straight. That's part of the problem here at the Church of Corinth, false doctrine. And that's what um, Sosthenes was telling Paul. He wrote him a letter. So, Verse 7, so that ye come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is talking about that this doctrine, once saved, always saved, is another false doctrine they have. The first one, um, well, they had many, but what we're talking about today is the first one was that theirs is the only church. No one else gets gifts but us. And the other one is that 
once you're saved, obviously by this church, you're a part of this church, then you're always saved. You don't have to worry about it. That, of course, is a false doctrine, and that's why Paul is saying these things. Paul says we have work to do for the kingdom, and that work is gifts from God. We as believers are to be using our spiritual gifts while we wait for Jesus to return to earth. How many believers do you know that actually use spiritually spiritual gifts that God has given them to actually do the works of the kingdom? And the works of the kingdom is for the brethren. Now in verse 8, Paul says, when Jesus arrives on earth, he will accept you because of the spiritual gifts you have been given and use. You see, 8 says, who shall also confirm you unto the end that he may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you were found having done spiritual works, then you will be unaccused by Jesus and be accepted at the judgment seat of Christ. I want you to look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And, I'm sorry, James chapter 2 and verse 17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So we see in James, faith without works is dead. Paul's saying that here in the Corinthians. You receive spiritual gifts. You're supposed to be doing those spiritual gifts, using them while you're waiting for Jesus to return. Let's go to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, is, of course, Jesus telling us in parable form, do you understand what he's saying, who he's talking about? Matthew chapter 25, picking it up in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his own ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. So we see here that Jesus is telling a parable and he's talking about the gifts that God has given us while we wait for Jesus. And some of us get a lot of gifts. That's the five talents. Some of us get a few gifts. That's the two talents. But the five talent one and the two talent one, they got the gifts because God knew they could do it. They weren't given gifts that they couldn't perform or do and they did it right away let's continue here in verse 19 see what happens to these that have been given these gifts and have used them 
19 says, After a long time the Lord of those servants come and reckon in with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that hath received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So if you use the gifts you were given, you will be accepted by Jesus when he arrives. That's what we're waiting for. So that's good and that's true and that's the way it is, but the churches don't teach the opposite of that, which means they believe, some of them, once saved, always saved. So what is the opposite of that? The opposite of that is the other one mentioned in this parable. When Jesus arrives and judges everyone, if you have no works, you are useless and you will be rejected. So let's go back to the parable now and let's find out I want us to start from verse 14 again. But this time we're going to look at the one that didn't use their gifts. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to one another one one. To every man according to his own ability. And straightway he took his journey. So you see there that doesn't give you a gift that you can't use. So you have that person that has the one talent. Let's find out what the one talent person did. And we know that verse 18 tells us, But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. So what did he do with the gift that God had given him to do works for him? Nothing done with the gift. And this one is going to give excuses about why they didn't use their gifts to Jesus when he returns. 29 I want us to take a look at what happens to the one that had been given one gift, and yet they didn't use their gift. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall, picking it up in verse 29, he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this was a believer. They were a servant. 
So anybody that tells you that this is talking about non-believers and believers, not true. Only believers can be called servants of the kingdom. Sorry. So they're all believers. They were all given gifts. So this was a believer, but they didn't do any works for the kingdom, and they will be rejected, and their name blotted out of the book of life. What they had, in other words, it is not once saved, always saved. What they had was access to eternal life. They were given the gift of faith, then they were given gifts by God to do works for the brethren on earth while they were waiting for Jesus. They didn't do it. And so guess what? The access to eternal life was taken away from them. And when will that happen? When Jesus returns. Let's go back to Corinthians now. Corinthians and we're going to pick it up in verse 9. So we see here that it says in verse 8, Who shall also confirm you unto the end, that he may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're found uh, blameless, then you're all set. You'll be a part of the kingdom of heaven. You'll receive the gift of eternal life. But if you're not blameless, if you haven't done your works, if you haven't done what you were supposed to do, then you will not be accepted and you will be rejected. Verse 9. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, Paul then says, God can be trusted. You can have fellowship with Jesus. You were invited by God, and so we can be assured we have access to the kingdom of God, and we are the sons of God. Not everyone has been invited, but those that are invited can be sons of God like Jesus is. That's the fellowship. Jesus is the Son of God, and because we were called and we were believed and we received that gift of faith, then we are also called sons of God. Fellowship with Jesus, the same fellowship that he had with God. But remember, not everyone has been invited. Paul has started the letter with confirmation about those that are believers and what God does for them. Verse 9 says, trust God. Next time, we will look at a warning from Paul to the believers that the church today used to create cults. It's going to be an interesting study next time, I can tell you. And we'll pick it up next time in verse 10. The letters of the Bible. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.